I get asked questions all the time. And one of the big ones that everyone asks me over and over is, I see you doing all of these things, right? You're a mom, you're uh, homeschooling your kids, you're thinking mindful eating and cooking, you know, from scratch and you're running Mindful Muslim, this international brand. How do you do all that as a mom of five, as a wife and a mother and, and still have time for yourself and Ibed and all that? Like when there's so little time, I can't even get through my to-do list. How is that possible? And here's the thing I want to tell you today. It isn't about copying what I do or some other sister does on YouTube or Instagram. It's about finding a system that works for you. What I do works for me. And I thought what today might be fun to do is to take you into exactly how to figure out what that system is. So you can use the most of your time and get things done when you feel like there's so little time. We're going to give you some secrets. Let's go. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim. Now we come to you weekly. And if you are listening to this podcast, I am most likely either in a plane on the way to Turkey or touching down in um, Istanbul and then to Antalya, inshallah. So Allahu alam, I had to pre-record this so I could still be with you on Monday morning and make sure that we're connecting together. So, so happy to be with you and keep me in your da'as. You are in mine. Um, alhamdulillah, alameen. I want you to know also you can follow us on Instagram for our travels in Turkey. If you want to like see where I'm at, where am I eating, the best places I like to go. Um, we're going for a family thing. My daughter has to do a surgery, but also there's other things that we're doing while we're there. So alhamdulillah, can't wait to spend that time with you. More than welcome to follow us. So today, like I said, I'm going to talk about something that many women are struggling with silently. Like people feel really, really guilty or shameful about the fact that their house is a mess or their to-do list is a mess and they can't get things done and they're unorganized and they feel frustrated. And as women, we start to feel overwhelmed and then like, oh, what's wrong with me? And I hate that. You know, I hate that because it's actually not true. We tend to like in the end deduce it to like, I suck, like there's something wrong with me. And at the end of the day, that isn't the truth, but that is the story we tell ourselves. And what's so important are those stories. If you guys were back with us, another podcast, we talked about emotional wellness for like the majority of like October, November ish. So if you want to go back to some of those podcasts, we have those there, but that's, you know, after you listen to today, but what I want to tell you is like, after you get through the emotional stuff in terms of the mental and the negative thinking, which you can more than well go back and see my two cents on, um, it's really important that I give you this incredible kind of superpower today. Something that has helped me tried and true to make sure that my system actually works, that I can make things happen regardless of how little time there is, how I can do it all, quote unquote, um, by, by not doing it all actually, by knowing exactly what to do when, because that is the superpower and that is the secret. The, the thing I'm going to tell you about today is the thing that allows me to do all that I do and accomplish 
in strides. Like for example, right now, Mindful Muslim, because you guys are loving um, what we're putting out, we're growing at 300%. Like I cannot tell you my DMs are flooded. Women are constantly trying to get book calls with me. I can't even keep up with them. And that means what we're doing is helping women. That's what that means to me. It means, yes, we're finally giving women what they need and want, which is so important. So first of all, I want to say thank you so much for trusting me, many of you, with my journey with your journey. Like shout out to Sara, Saira, to um, Taiba. Like so many of you are contacting me and telling me your stories and trusting me. So thank you so much and keep coming here for more content like that. Um, Alhamdulillah. So today we're going to talk about like something that I didn't learn till 15 years in. So I'm giving you a secret today that it will save you a lot of time, a lot of energy, and will actually get you productive and efficient. Now, um, one thing before I start, I want to let you know is so many of you have DM'd me that you need help with life balance and organization that uh, literally my team huddled together just a couple days ago and we opened the course registration early. So if you want to know not just what I'm doing today, but everything in detail from step by step, I think there's like almost 24 lessons in there on how to do it. And I have like worksheets and everything like to the T you're more than welcome. It's open. I'll put the link here. Um, but inshallah, bismillah, what I want you to know, it's going to be at the bottom where you can DM me how to get in because right now I think they're doing an early bird, like discounty type thing. So inshallah, bismillah, you're more than welcome to get in. But at the end of the day, um, I think it closes December 31st. There's a cutoff. Um, so like definitely if you want to join the cohort of women that are doing more of this with me, more than welcome. All right. So <clears throat> today we're going to talk about seasoning, seasons and prioritizing in life. This is the kicker for me. This is what made me understand how to manage my time. So let's get into it. So first of all, let's talk about seasons. And by the way, I got the idea to talk to you guys about this today. This was not the podcast plan because I was talking to the women side of our global membership, the Thrive Muslim One, and we were going back and forth about this topic and it was really good. And just with one or two questions, you can get really deep into what you need to do right now with your life. And for women who are right now feeling really overwhelmed and just feeling like they never get through their to-do list, that they could feel that it's getting, getting them feeling anxious and then it's creeping into their the relationships because they're always edgy, you know, and really struggling with their emotions and controlling their anger. Like that is not something you can ignore. So one thing that I did was I would reflect on what season I am, I am in my life right now. That is critical because what I see the, the biggest mistake that I see a lot of women doing is they're trying to do like morning routines, evening routines, right? And I've talked to you about this before in the podcast, like they copy it off of YouTube or they get a cute little planner and they just start planning away their little morning routine without the understanding of what season they're in. And then understanding that when you change into a different season, you need to change your routines. And I'm not talking about making them all over again. I'm talking about revisiting them and asking yourself, does that make sense right now? And a lot of women are not doing that. And when they're not doing that, they're not doing things in a sensical way. And it's not their fault. Nobody taught them, right? I had the same problem. And then they're beating themselves up when they're not productive, when things don't get done when they feel everything is a mess or messy. And so I'm really excited on this podcast to kind of share how I remedy that with the seasons. 
And so let me first talk about what a season is. Now I've described this before to you on the podcast. I want you to imagine your life as a book. Now, many of us feel like we have a story that we're telling ourselves. And while we're not rewriting stories today, which is a really powerful activity that I have done with many of you in our school, what I want you to know is um, it's important that you understand first that the way we look at our life is the first part. So I changed the way I looked at my life. I stopped feeling like a victim, like, oh my gosh, you know, this is happening. What can I do? You know, my family's like this. My kids are like that. The job, the economy. Oh, and I stopped feeling victimized and I started feeling like I could take back empowerment. How did I do that? Well, I started looking at my life differently. So for example, I want you to imagine your life as a book. All right. Your life is a book. And if you've read any good novel cozying up, um, you know, you would um, note that, that in every chapter, something different happens with the character. All right. So obviously in this book, the character is you. So in the book, you open it up the first chapter, you know, we're getting to know the character. Then, you know, the character's life is developing and maybe they're getting married. Maybe they have a new baby. Maybe they get a new job. Maybe like different seasons of their oopsie seasons, chapters. I want you to put them interchangeably happen in their life. Milestones of significant change. A, a loss of a loved one can be a new season new mom, new marriage, new job, new country, new neighborhood, somewhere where you have to learn things new and kind of find your ground again. Do you guys get me? That is a season. It is the preface of what taught me why I was screwing up so so all this time because I would just make a morning routine. And no matter what season I was in, I'm like, this is my jam. This is what I do. This is my morning routine. I get my coffee like this. I get up over here and do that. I do my stretches like that. And no matter what season I was in, I would carry that same routine. My question to you is this, why would that be a problem? Let's see if you can answer that for your own self. I want to be interactive here. I love being interactive and it's only a podcast. So I'm doing my best. Why would that be a problem if you carry the same routine through every season? I'll give you 10 seconds. All right. If you said, hey, it might not make sense because my life changed. Therefore, the way I do things should change ding, ding, you win. And that seems like a really basic concept, but most of us don't really apply it. Let me tell you what I mean. When I was um, a new mom the first time, I was usually um, thinking, wow, now I have this baby and I have to fit her in my schedule the way I normally do things. How can I fit her in? Okay, let me figure out, like I normally do X, Y, Z, but now I need to find a way to breastfeed her anyway. I need to find a way to, um, you know, um, you know, drop her off here when I go back to work. And I had to, I tried to take my new baby and fit her into my life in ways that made sense for me so I could still get my sleep. And so I still could, you know, be healthy and still do my, all my responsibilities that I had to do before. She was a new responsibility, but I had these previous responsibilities and I was just trying to plug her in and make it all work. You know what that led to? It led to burnout. (laughs) It led to burnout. Why? Because I didn't acknowledge at that point in my life, I was in a new season. The schedule and things that I was doing before didn't work. Now, here's the thing with that. Sometimes you could do little tweaks. Sometimes that means you can change the way that you do a routine in the morning. And sometimes it means you might have to change bigger things in your life. I've had these conversations with other women. There was a sister that uh, called me weeks ago, Zara. She was a new mom. 
And she was falling apart. She was fighting with her husband. The, the relationship between them was getting strained because they had this new baby and they thought it was going to be a new, awesome experience. But what she found was that as she was trying to go back to work, come home and deal with the, the, the new baby, and she was exhausted because the baby was keeping her up all night and her husband, was, and you know, they were fighting. And you know, she said it, it was just like, this is not the way I planned my life. I thought this was going to be a beautiful experience. It is a nightmare. Help me. That's the way she came to me. And I could so relate to her because I was doing something similar when I first was a mom. Now we're like five to six kids in if you count my last stepchild. So way longer. And that's why I want to take the experience that I have and share it with women. Like I told you, like your big khala, like your big auntie who can help you. And there's no judgment. I understand what you're going through, but let me show you a better way. That's kind of our philosophy here. And I want to give you one other teeny bonus tip right here for a second. One of the big mistakes I see women also making is they think this stuff can just be done by listening on a podcast. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to give you some really powerful tips today, but so much of the real work of this helping you happens after the podcast, after you implement it, right? And if you're struggling to implement it, you could always reach out to me. We have calls. I can always jump on a call with you. I know sometimes they're backed up ladies. People keep telling me that, but I mean, like I can only do so many women with the thousands that reach out to me, but you can get on in there and you can get a call. The other thing is a lot of women learn with us. We actually have an entire school where we teach this, but the point is you can listen to the podcast, but you have to take action on whatever I tell you today. It's really important to know that you can have a better life, but it requires action. So let's go back to our chapter book. We have your life. It's a book, right? And then you have the seasons. So first thing is let's recognize that your life is full of seasons and let's stop looking at them as negative experiences that you've had. Maybe it was a bad experience with your parents or other things. Let's start looking at them as beautiful lessons, like how a character in a book, they have a transformation story. We know how this goes. If you're, and if you're not into literature, I'll tell you. Usually characters, they start off one way and by the end of the book, they're another way because they go through life experiences and those experiences enlighten them and help them to change. Now at the time they feel really horrible and really hard, but they always end up being the best for them. And in our deen in Islam, we know that too. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to put us through all types of ibtila, all types of trials and tribulations, and they're always for the betterment, but we can't usually see them and we get all bogged down by them. So if you're that right now, if you're going through that low point, just reminder here, Allah has a plan and it's already in action. Just follow along. Stop fighting it. Say, Allah, Ya Rab, help me. I'm struggling to go through this and I need you so much. And I know you could help me, but let me, let me let go into that. Let me help myself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy, sis. And so reflecting on those seasons, okay? This is something you should do, by the way, without me, but I'm just giving you my first, okay? I realized that my life was full of seasons. And my first step was changing the way I looked at my life. I told you that in the beginning of the podcast. So I started looking instead of like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. Oh my gosh, that person hurt me. Oh my God, I stopped doing that. And I psyched my life is a book. There are seasons. Each season was here to teach me a lesson. What lesson did I learn? That's a huge pivot, what I just said. I don't know if you caught that. That is being a victim in life, being horrible, and you trying to crawl out of a hole, which is where you might be right now in your mentality, and I've, I've been there, to like, oh my gosh, this is a beautiful journey, and I'm on it. Let me see what it's taught me so far. 
and what I could do next even better because of those lessons. Now, what I actually did was I sat down and I, I also teach this in the life balance course. I took out a piece of paper. I have this in um, like the workbook and we reflect on the lessons that you've learned in your life and what thoughts you're having about like the lessons that you've lived so far. And so taking a moment because the dubber is part of our Dean, right? Reflecting is part of our Dean and just working through kind of like what that that looks like what were those seasons you know for me it was like oh you know I had a divorce then there was like after I had a divorce there was like rebuilding myself because I was so torn by the divorce that was another season like post-divorce was a season for me right and then like you know then going into um, a new job and then I finally had a new marriage and then I had another baby and so I was looking at my seasons and going wow what did each one teach me and I know for example my divorce felt like the worst season but it actually gave me the most reward in terms of life lessons because I allowed it to. I think a lot of us are not allowing to let our bad experiences teach us. We just let them break us. And that can't happen, sis, because you were made for better. You were made for better. And so after I, I, I like literally listed the seasons of my life, and I use that to help me then identify what season I'm in right now. So going back to priority and being productive, what I told you is once I recognize the season in my life right now, I said, hmm, what season am I in and how does it make me feel? I had to also recognize my emotions in the season, like what is going on? And you're like, what's up with all this pre-work? I thought we were just going to get down to like the details of how you make your schedule work. Sis, that's why we're struggling. We want it fast and we want it now. And that is why most of us are going to stay stuck. If I could just be completely frank. I talk to women all over the world. Some of them want to take that advice and some of them are like, no, I'll just figure it out. And they come back six months and they're like, yep, that didn't work. Tell me now. Now I'm ready to listen. And I'm speaking from life experience. You know, when we get our grand- grandparents in the, in the, in the, um, the rocking chair, we're like, hey, you know, what would you do differently if you could go back, you know, 80 years of experience. I'm trying to tell you, after doing this for decades, this is what if I could go back to my 20-year-old self, I would explain, no matter what age you are and listening to this, you can do this pivot and change. And if what you're doing hasn't worked all the way up to now, why would it work tomorrow? That's the thing. We don't like to do things differently. We just want it fast and now. We want to just like quick, quick, tell me, sis, quick. And I could do that for you, but it wouldn't work. And it's a disservice to you. And I love you more. All right. So I'm telling you what actually works. So what season are you in right now and how does it make you feel? So let's acknowledge. I feel like garbage. I feel horrible right now. Like I'm in this job and I don't like it. Like I want you to vent. I do it on paper. It's a productive vent. No worries. I'm not getting to a dark place here. We don't do that. I let you let it out and feel it because that's really important. It's important to acknowledge what you're feeling. Most of us don't. We stuff it down. We keep it moving. And that's why we feel ill. I've had another sister just call me the other day who said she was literally physically ill. How'd you go to the ER? And they didn't know what was wrong with her. They couldn't identify identify her physical problem. And guess what? We did it together on the phone. It was anxiety because at the end of the day, she said, yeah. And then after she went to a different type of doctor and yes, they identified it as anxiety. And I'm not saying it as in like, I'm a doctor, I'm giving her a diagnosis. I'm saying we talked through what was happening at the time and she didn't realize the depth of what she was going through and how much it was affecting her psychologically and emotionally and spiritually. And it was embodied in her physical illness because that's what happens, guys. And like long story short, I wasn't realizing how I was beating my body up because I was so mentally overwhelmed and that's not healthy. And then also ruins relationships. All of this lack of balance throws us off in many ways. It's not just the to-do list guys. If I could be frank, it's in the way we treat our spouse and the way we yell at our kids and we're edgy because we have no patience because we're over 
overwhelmed. Can I say that word again? It's more than just getting things done. It's how we get them done. Who are we running over to do it? Who are we mauling over with the way we're dealing with them to do it? This is not Islamic. That's what I learned. That's what I learned. It also may be a revelation for you that what you're doing is critical to be corrected because it is going into other facets of your life. It is stealing your inner peace. A lack of balance is stealing your inner peace. It's ruining your relationships with your children, with your spouse. This doesn't have to happen. Like literally, if I could go back and tell myself, I'd be like, why did you do all that? Why'd you try to push on through and make it happen and fit everything into the day? You might have to let something go, which is the next phase. Here's the deal. Once I realized I wasn't a victim, step one, right? And I went through and I realized all of that. I'm not a victim. I have to look at my life as a story. It's a journey. And like, where am I in that book right now? Identifying what season, what chapter am I in right now? How does it make me feel? And then what do I need to prioritize right now in this season? That is critical. That is critical. Why is it critical? Because let's say right now you just had a new baby. Let's go back to me. How, did, how would I have done it differently with me and my, my new baby, right? I would have said, now I'm having a new baby. I just had a new baby right now. I can't do things like I did before. Right now doesn't mean forever. See, some women think, gosh, now I have a baby. I have to throw my old schedule away. I loved it. I used to spend time reading. I used to spend time with friends. I used to hang out. I used to have to throw it away. No, you don't. See, that's the other thing. We do this all or nothing, black or white, you know, take it or leave it. No, I would tell myself, slow down. No, no, no. You just have this small period of time where that child is helpless and they need your attention more. Slow down give it to them because it'll help you both. It'll help them. You know what? I can't say this. My finances, my time, and this. Let me also say this. Shaitan makes you rush. And I learned this. You know, we go into like the sense of urgency. We make everything urgent. Urgent. No, no, it has to get done. And so that was my other self. And you know, I'm, I'm a high achiever, right? I was in school. I almost hit a 4.0 because, you know, when I was in uni, because I didn't, you know, I didn't hand in like three papers because I was working three jobs and had a new baby and I was commuting six hours a day. And I just, I, I pushed myself to the limit, couldn't do it. And I'm not saying that to go, Hey, you know, that's what I got. I'm saying it to my high achievers. I want my high achievers to hear this right. The women that need to do it all, you know, it's not, it's, it's really unhealthy. How can I say this any other way? And you know what? I'd hate that your kids got older and they had to look back and say, mom, you weren't there for me. What do you mean? I cooked, I cleaned it. You weren't there for me emotionally. You weren't there for me like psychologically. I needed you to be there more, but you were too busy. You were too busy chasing what you needed to chase. That was the first thing that's, and then my other women who are not in that category, who are like finding themselves struggling to be motivated, I would say, understand that your lack of motivation could have everything to do with your lack of passion right now. Your lack of acknowledging your emotional self. You should be naturally passionate and loving life. We are supposed to, but many of us have crawled into this place where we think like it's normal to be sad and tired all the time. That is not our normal state as human beings. We're not supposed to be that way. That is a beautiful sign to you that something urgently needs to change. And guess who's going to change that for you? No one but you. And I'm here only to help you understand the importance and the next steps. 
so I can help you get there. But you ultimately have to take those steps. I can't take them for you. And because I didn't take them for so long, I suffered and my children suffered. You know, I had two sets of kids for my first marriage and my second marriage. The second marriage kids had so much of an easier life because I was more enlightened by that time with this type of information. I had to go back to my first set and say, I'm sorry guys, mommy didn't know. And you know, alhamdulillah, I have great kids and they really appreciate that. But not every kid is going to be like, okay, mom, some are going to be like, I don't care. I hate you. You know, like maybe some kids would say that in some families. And some of us can see our teens or our kids struggling right now. They're acting out. If our kids are acting out and they're angry or they're just not easy to deal with, there's most likely something emotionally that is not getting, um, how do I say this? They have a need that's not being met. And that usually comes from us not giving it. And I'm not saying that you're not doing everything. I'm saying this goes back to life balance. This goes back to the importance of identifying your season so we can bring it all into balance for you. Everybody can get their haqq. And that goes to our akhirah. The coolest thing about this balancing of ourself and finding the season and the time is it at the same time, if you do it with a good intention, we'll put bank in your akhirah because what you're doing is saying, Ya Rabb, I prioritize you and I recognize your qadr and right now you've put me here. I accept here and I'm going to give everybody their haqq, their rights right here where they should and then I'm going to move on to the next season and I'm going to accept that qadr there and I'm going to do this and that the way you need me to right now. It is complete humility and acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is all he wants. And that is going to put you in a good place with him in the akhirah. And because you're putting him first and you're trying to do this thing the right way, he will make your dunya easier. Subhanallah. And for the women who are struggling to let things go in their life, like, gosh, I might not have to work right now because I can see working is killing me with the new baby. If you have to do that, guys, if you have to, you know, not go to Starbucks every day, I'm not saying everybody does, but you know, I'm just joking around with these things or buy all those extra things on Amazon just so you can not work so you can have some peace of mind, then do that thing. Like do what you need to do. But sometimes we have to let go and do things so that we can find that balance. And depending on the season in your life, you're going to know, gosh, you know what? I do have to prioritize that right now. I have to let this go. And if you let something go for the sake of Allah, do you know what the prophet peace be upon him says? I will, rep- Allah will replace it with something better. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace it with something better. I left it for the sake of caring for my kids. Now it's only temporary. You can go back to work. I'm just giving an example for those of you who work or don't work or don't want to. You can go back to that thing after I was working on my PhD, pause, have the baby, give the baby their rights in the first couple months. You can go back to that PhD. Most of us, we don't want to do that. We're like, I don't feel like it. I could do it. I could work through. And then we're a hot mess. Okay. So scale it back, bring it back. You need to recognize I need to, I did. Now I do (laughs) recognize the season, prioritize based on that season, take next steps. Now, once you identify the season, excuse me, Um, you're going to go into what to do next, how to make the perfect system in that season. And that's what we're teaching women um, inside Life Balance. If you want to do that with us, you're more than welcome. I will give you snippets across maybe one or two more podcasts and then we'll dive into a new topic. As you guys know, there's so many topics we covered, but because the podcast is so short and I cannot go that deep, people are like, why can't you tell us everything? Guys, it's like 24 lessons I can't tell you in a podcast. So I will do my best to give you little highlights, that was the very first thing I did. That was the most power impact 
once I recognize that, I can do everything the right way. And I really, really hope that message reached you today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy and uh, definitely try to follow us on our travels through Turkey. I will see you in the next podcast. We might have one coming up on the Friday. So looking forward to talking to you then. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.